I'm Christopher Tate and welcome to the Talking Trading Market Wrap for the week ending the 4th of November 2022. As usual, before we begin, there's a few pieces of housekeeping to get through. The first is our standard disclaimer. During this presentation, there is no financial advice given or implied. Everything here is of a general nature and a general discussion of markets only. The second point is that some of you may be picking this up as a podcast through whatever feed you use. If you're doing so, it's advisable that you head over to our YouTube channel so that you can take full advantage of what I'm actually talking about and describing. So to the week that was. The week that was was dominated by a single news event, and it's this one here. It is the somewhat surprising rate rise announced by the Fed, which did catch US markets by surprise and did put a little bit of a dint in them. If we look at the weekly play for the three major US indices, we can see that the week starts off fairly gently. It meanders, particularly with the Dow. Before the rate rise was announced, markets were looking quite positive. The rate rise is announced, they fall off, they then meander. Friday night's session was a reasonable session. And we can see that here. This is the five-day performance of the S&P 500. We can see that Monday through to Thursday, particularly with Wednesday with the rate shock, were very ordinary. Friday night, or the Friday session, was a much better session. One of the things to note about this is that I'm intrigued by the Fed's reaction because the reaction seems to be too late. It also seems to be overcooked. What this means from my perception is that there appears to be an undercurrent in the market, that the market is working off the hypothesis that inflation has actually peaked. And that what we're seeing is the Fed looking in the rear vision mirror. The thing we have to be aware of and always conscious of, and this catches people continually, is that markets are forward looking. The market is looking forward to what it thinks may be occurring in a year's time or so. It is only rarely that markets respond to what happens on a given day. And even then, that washes through the system quite quickly and the predominant long-term view reasserts itself. And what interests me with the S&P 500 in particular is this little metric here. And it is the percentage of stocks above their moving average. And it looks at 20-day average, 50-day average, 100, 200. And as you would expect, when markets turn or pivot, it is the shorter averages that move first. They act as a harbinger or early warning system. And so we see at present that three quarters of stocks in the S&P 500 are actually above their 20-day moving average. However, this does has to be viewed in context of only 34% are above their 200-day moving average. But what you may be seeing in the short term is a pivot, this shift in sentiment based upon the notion that 
the worst in terms of inflation may be behind the market, and that may be being priced in at present, which explains this lift in the 20-day average percentage. We do have to look at the long term and consider that, and this is a weekly chart of the S&P 500. You can see we are still in this downward channel. Market is still in drawdown. However, once again, the drawdown is not as severe as the drawdown that occurred as COVID was unfolding, and it is nowhere near as severe as the drawdown that occurred during the GFC. So in terms of historical events, the slippage in the market at present has been quite ordered. It has actually been quite calm, as you can see by the fact that this is a fairly gentle channel. Yes, we have lower highs and lower lows, but that is just symptomatic of the market at present. And if we move in a little bit and look at the shorter time frame, this is a daily chart as opposed to the one previous, which was weekly. We can see that there is this slight movement upwards. It's not something I want to get terribly excited about, but it is a more positive piece of information than we had been receiving in the past. In terms of the local market, this is the S&P ASX 200. And during the week, I was considering this to be the most disappointing chart I'd seen in a long time. And I call it disappointing because in practical terms, the ASX 200 is not that far off its all-time high. We're looking at being about 9 to 10% off, which in global terms is not that bad. Yes, we had a modest week and a modest week before, but it is a more positive index than I think a lot of the overseas indices at present which does raise the point as to what happens on Monday. And what I've done here is, this is the SPY 200. This is the night session. This is why it looks a little bit choppy. It only looks at the overnight price movement in the SPY 200. The last candle you can see is very bullish, and it is reflective of the session in the US. And so you need to be aware of the fact that we will get a fill-up on Monday. And with any luck, the US may actually develop a little bit of momentum and give us a little bit of an upward lift. But in terms of other things that I find positive at present, this is one of the ones that interests me the most. This is gold. You can see gold is in a downward trend, but we have this triple bottom in play. Prices have not managed to move lower since late October. Prices have been holding in this region, and we have this pop that occurred on Friday night US time. And it's really quite a strong pop and a strong lift off a fairly firm base. And these sorts of things interest me, and I've spoken about gold before, not piercing that base. So what I did was I went and actually had a look at US gold stocks to see how they had reacted overnight. And this is a list from Kitco. And this is simply from the AXU index in the US. And I've highlighted the percentage change for the day. 
you can see that overall, with one exception, they are all positive. And Kitco also produces a list of the top five. And this is the top five from the US. So the question is whether that momentum in gold translates to our local market, which is, of course, somewhat dependent upon gold and resource stocks for any form of excitement whatsoever. What I did was I ran a quick scan over our local gold stocks. There's about 178 in this particular list that I scanned. And the scan itself was very blunt. All I said to it was, find me those stocks that have made a new 15-day high. There's no volume filter, there's no price filter, there's nothing else. And it popped these up. And they're all fairly ordinary looking. And you would expect that because they, in no way, have been given a lift from the US markets. That will come on Monday. But for those of you who don't have access to a custom folder, a folder that has only gold stocks in it you can scan, there is a group called listcorp.com, this link here, which lists Australian gold stocks. So you can find them there. And it lists them in terms of price, market cap, percentage change. So it's a reasonably useful list. In terms of other commodities that are looking reasonable, last night also saw a substantial pop in the price of crude. Crude has this zone that sits just above 95, down to where we are at 92 and a bit. And it is a zone of resistance, but we are seeing some price movement towards testing that resistance. Depending upon your system, shorter-term systems will pick this up earlier. They may actually give you an opportunity to go long the price of crude at current levels. Daily systems like mine here have not quite gotten to that point as of yet. But it is a point of interest to me, and it is something that sits on my desktop that I watch. In terms of other commodities, this is cotton. Cotton, to me, has given a clear buy signal and has fired on all my systems. So if you are a commodities trader, this one should have stood out to you. This one should have popped on Thursday, definitely the Friday session. However, the other thing that interests me and I find intriguing of late is this. This is the US dollar index, and I've mentioned this before. Effectively, this is a basket of currencies measured against the US dollar is measured against. And you can see this nasty slip on Friday where prices dropped very, very substantially. We can see that for the bulk of the year, the US dollar, measured against almost all counterparties, has been extremely strong. So this sort of reversal interests me. But we have to step back from what is a single data point and look at what's happening in context. It is my view that this upward trend in the US dollar is about to break and that at present we have this downward channel. We have lower highs and lower lows. We have all the hallmarks of a downward sloping channel appearing. And that's an important development because throughout the year, the US dollar has dominated 
other currencies and has been a talking point and a weight on other markets. This also has implication for the Australian dollar. Firstly, it might make it actually vaguely reasonable to go overseas at some stage in the future. But it also means that the Australian dollar is congesting around its lows. And at present, it is bouncing around this mid to high 65 mark. This again is a daily chart. And a punch through that level would trigger me in long. And so we have this situation with a lot of these instruments where they're starting to bounce against their resistance. They're starting to look vaguely positive. And the other point I want to make before finishing is a talking point. And this is more a learning point than anything else. And it is a point for portfolio investors. It is also a point for people who email me and say, you should be recommending US stocks. No, I shouldn't. And the reason for that is simple. When you undertake a trade on a foreign exchange, you have two trades in place. You have a currency trade and you have the instrument itself. What this chart here demonstrates is the impact of changes in the Australian dollar upon a fixed dollar portfolio. You want to be long US stocks when the Australian market is falling. You do not want to be long US stocks sorry, when the Australian dollar is climbing. It's as simple as that. But this point often catches people and they wonder why when they have bought a portfolio of US stocks when the Australian dollar is low and then recovers, that they see no real gain in value in their portfolio. They see a gain in terms of what might be occurring in the US, but that is then wiped out by the currency translation. One of the issues of dealing in markets that are dominated in other currencies is you need to be aware of these more global issues. This wider perspective that is required of a professional investor. It is necessary that you look a little bit beyond the myopia of just your basic decision to buy or sell a given stock. You need to decide whether it is appropriate to even be in a given market at a given time. Because often events beyond your perception or events beyond what you would consider to be relevant can have a substantial impact upon the outcome of any trade you take. So in terms of my perceptions for the coming week, I'm not as bearish at present the US as others might be. And I've come to this opinion because of my experience that markets are, as I've said, future pacing. They look forward, they don't look back. And one of the issues with news commentary is it either looks at today or it looks back. And so it's fixed in time in the wrong place. What it should be doing is asking the question, what has the market already priced in, in terms of its future perceptions? 
if what happens in the future is different from that perception, yes, then you get a shock. But if it is broadly in line with future perceptions, then there is no shock and the market continues. It's as simple as that. And so we need to be aware of this when we look at markets, when we make decisions, so that when we look at a chart of the S&P 500 and we begin to build a narrative for ourselves, if that's your inclination, as to what has happened, you need to be aware that that narrative is past. It is now not the future narrative. The future narrative might be that traders or investors are looking at these sorts of headlines and going, yes, the Fed did announce its sixth consecutive rate hike, and it was a bit of a sharp shock to the system. But they will be asking themselves the question, is that likely to occur again in the future? Or has the Fed realised it's behind the curve and is now trying to catch up and is now caught up? Because one of the things you need to be aware of if you take a macroeconomic view, and I by no stretch of the imagination do, is to realise that all the data points you have are lagging. All the data points that groups like the Fed and our Reserve Bank here in Australia operate on are, are lagging points. And they lag quite substantially. And markets are aware of that. So when markets see something like this occur, they then reflect back to the longer term. And they say, well, the data they've received is effectively got a handbrake attached to it. It is the past. Now, is the past the future? And I think part of the issue and part of the answer comes from the fact that when we examine the US dollar index, if markets had a perception of continually rising interest rates, then it is likely that their narrative would be that they would drive the US dollar even higher. But the US dollar has been slipping now for the better part of five or six weeks. So you have to try and marry those two points of view together. But at the end of the day, really the only thing you can say to yourself is, well, price action is telling me this story. How do I act upon this story? Price action has told me that gold has bounced off a low and has held that low quite steadfastly. US stocks reacted very positively to holding of that low. You then ask the question, well, how will local stocks react? And are there any opportunities for me there? And that's the key point of this week's market wrap. It is what from the information we have looked at are the opportunities for you in the coming week? Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. Download my free Hot or Not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.